Hey everyone, Cooper here, host of the fine podcast you're listening to. I just want to let you know that the episode you clicked on has a format that is very heavily inspired by a podcast called The Bookening. To be clear, our thoughts and opinions in this episode are our own, but the format is very similar to this podcast. I just wanted to give you a heads up and give credit where it is due. With that out of the way, enjoy the show. Welcome to the screening. Today's screening will be E.T., the Extraterrestrial. everyone and welcome back to the screening i'm of course your humble and eloquent host mr cooper cobbs and joining me today are two of my good friends mr tanner lewis howdy and mr azaretsky hello all right cross my fingers tanner's okay great this is our third time pressing the record button because tanner's had some technical difficulties but appears that we are in the clear now yep so that's good how are you guys doing Doing good. How about you? Doing really well. Doing really well. Glad you asked. We were rounding the quarter on school here. Got about a week and a half left, and then we'll be home free. Woohoo! As I like to say, I'll be uh, metaphorically riding my bicycle over the moon, as they did in this movie. Um, I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. Do you guys think that that thing originated in ET, or was that like some that they just threw in there? I have no idea. I have absolutely no clue. Because all I remember, I think my first time, I remember reading a Magic Treehouse book when I was like six or something, and yes. seeing like them riding the, you know, talking about the bicycle over the moon. Mm-hmm. And I still mm-hmm. love those books. Yeah, yeah, that was my introduction to reading, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I was like four. Um, <laughs> but as I say, oh, that the bicycle thing, I've seen so many times since then. I think that. The company that produced E.T. now uses it as, like, their logo or something. Yeah. And I'm going to look this up. They do use it as their logo thing. Yeah. I have no idea what where that came from. <laughs> what do you want us to talk about? How we hated um, uh, the cinematography? No, keep, keep the, audience, the audience entertained. <laughs> um, uh, I guess we can hop into baggage while you're doing that. No, what do you know? No, no, no. Like, banter. Banter. Okay. Tanner. How was your Easter? It was How good. Um, I had my old au pair from uh, um, Brazil out to the house um, uh, over Easter. And so that was fun, getting to catch up with her and her husband. So they moved from Charlotte to Brazil. I mean, from Brazil to Charlotte, um, the other way around. Um, uh, l- this winter, right around Christmas. And so um, they came out to the house, and we saw them again. And, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I just um, sat at home. So. Good for you, Isaiah. We all wish we Mm -hmm. had that relaxing of an Easter. All right. Well, I haven't been able to find, like, a direct confirmation, but it does sound like it was the first thing to do it. So. Dang, okay. It makes sense. Anyway, I guess... Tanner, uh, we can jump into baggage now. Do you want to start? Sure. Um, uh, so, uh, I think the first time that I watched E.T. was uh, 
actually. I think the first time that I watched it was two, two and a half years ago. And uh, we uh, um, uh, were, I think most of my family was sick. And so um, it was one of those days where, like, the TV's been on all day and you're running out of things to watch. So your mom starts yeah. suggesting, like, the 80s movies. Yeah. And so um, uh, she suggested that we watch E.T. And all of us kids are like, okay. And so we watched it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And uh, um, this is the first time that I've seen it since. So Awesome. So was it better than last time? or? I don't know. I think this time I was just surprised that it had a 99% run Tomatoes. It did? Like when I looked it does. at it. Oh, yeah. Dang. It's got an A-plus on Cinema Blend, a Metacritic, like 91. People think That's this is one of the best movies of all time, and I think they're right, actually. But for Ooh, sure. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's funny is well, I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes score today, and it said the audience score was like 75%, and the 75? critics was 99 yeah, and um, I thought, well, that's kind of weird. But then I reminded myself, The Incredibles has like a high 90s in Rotten Tomatoes, and the audience is a 75 or something. But like nobody hates The Incredibles like that I know. It just it seems kind of weird that it'd be a 75 at least. So I, yeah. I'm calling bonkers on the audience score for E.T. So I think that it deserves a, a better rating. Anyway, Isaiah, what about your baggage? Okay, um, my baggage... Oh, geez. I don't remember when I first heard of this movie. I was pretty young when I first heard it. I hadn't watched it till just a couple years ago. And, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I watched it. I don't remember when or anything. I know it was, like, two or three years ago. Um, And, I mean, I thought it was a good movie. It wasn't my favorite movie, but it was still entertaining and a good movie and all that. Um, And, yeah. Cool. I suppose, before I get into my baggage, do you have anything to add about, like, Steven Spielberg or... Any of his movies or introduction to him at all? Because I think that's probably important. I know I've heard of him, and I can't remember what other movies I've seen from him. You've, so you've seen give me a Raiders of the Indiana Jones, Jaws, um, Jurassic Park. Yes. So he did those. those he did Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Minority Report, the new movie that nobody really liked, the, the um. Uh, which I'm gonna call it West Side Story. He's done. I mean, he's the most prolific director of all time. He did MIB yeah, I mean, International. That's pretty. That's I found that he, funny. Seriously, he did a Halo. Yes, he thing? did. What? There's a movie or a yeah. show series wait, for is Halo? He doing, is he doing? Wait, he's the director for the new Halo series. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, he did Ready Player One. Okay, yeah, I've seen quite a few, or not quite a few. I've seen some of his movies. Yeah, I like Ready anything, Player One. Anything. A lot. Any uh Spielberg baggage to add, Tanner? Um, I didn't until I just pulled up all of his movies. <laughs> um, okay. Anything back to, to the future? Ooh, Back to the Future. Dang, Saving Private Ryan. I didn't know he did. Are you these. sure? Oh, he yeah, is Saving Private Ryan. Did that? Are you that sure these are all directing? Because I'm. He, yeah, he's I'm looking at the director one. Like, hmm. he produced other ones, but I'm looking yeah. at the director. He may be the only people today who can just like walk into a studio and say, I want to make this movie. And they're like, yeah, do it without even reading the script or anything. Yeah. Anyway. Like, I'm looking through all of these and I'm like, I know most of these that he's done. Yeah. At least the and names. These are classic movies of your parents' childhood. And if they're any good, you'll see them eventually for sure. Dang. I guess I'll just dive into my baggage now if you guys are done. Yeah, go ahead. He did Lincoln. Okay, that's my dad's favorite movie, and it's one of my favorites as well. 
anyway, my baggage. So, I am um, as a kid, and still to this day, I mean, it's no, it's no uh, surprise that I'm a nerd, and I think on our Patreon for our, our Booking It podcast, I do like a weekly nerd post thing. Anyway, being a nerd oftentimes means scrolling through Wikipedia pages, especially those which contain data. So one of my favorite Wikipedia pages when I was younger was the highest grossing films of all time, especially after like the new Star Wars movie came out. Just to, like check it weekly and yeah, he used to quote the stuff from there, like just tell us randomly the facts about like the top ten highest grossing movies yeah. of all time or something like that. We like yeah, we were all confused yeah. as to why and how he knew this because we were like yeah. what twelve. Yeah, I mean younger than that probably. Yeah, anyway, so. I'll have to say, one of the pages was the highest grossing page, and there's a t- tab there for gross, highest grossing movies adjusted for inflation, and one of these movies is E.T. In fact, it's made over $700 million, and that's not adjusted for inflation, Dang. so that's a lot of money, and so adjusted for inflation, it's like the sixth or something like that of all time, and so it was just this movie that I knew, and I think one day I was, as I say, yeah as i spout off facts i was spouting off some facts to my grandma in the car and she's like oh et yeah i love that movie we should watch that and so we go home and we find it on tv and we watch et then and i mean i was i was fairly yeah i would have been 10 yeah probably around 10 when i first saw it and i remember liking it i remember like absolutely loving it but i remember liking it and then i saw it several months ago and I really, really loved it, and thought it was awesome. And I then said that we were going to do it for the podcast, so we had to do it. And then any any more Steven Spielberg baggage for me? I guess I've seen a couple of the Indiana Jones movies. I love the Indiana Jones movies. I've seen um, Raiders and the Last Crusade. I've seen Jurassic Park, which I really love as well. Um, I don't know. I actually haven't seen that many Spielberg movies. I haven't seen Jaws. I haven't seen um, what you call it, Ready Player One. Have you yeah, seen any of the Transformers movies? He did all of the Transformers movies. Transformers? No, that's Michael yes. Bay. I'm, I'm telling you, he didn't direct those movies. He's better than that. He is way better than that. Are you sure? I'm coming up with yes. it. On... No, no, no. Michael Bay, hundred percent directed. Them or something like that. Yeah. Okay. He didn't Don't take a word on the yeah, producing. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, I'm I've so seen shocked Hook. you haven't seen Ready Player One. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I probably need to see it. I, I haven't seen it yet. Enough. You and me can watch it together, Cooper. Come out here sometime. Okay, fun. You should uh, come to my house. You know I own it. That's true. I mean, I have HBO Max, too. But... Oh. I mean, listen, uh, here's the thing, though. Every single movie that you would ever want to watch, Isaiah owns, though. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> All the Marvel. Like, every time we're like, let's go watch Hunger Games, or let's go watch Gladiator or something. Yep. Like, oh, let's go to Isaiah's because he owns it. Yep. Um, anyway, I would say love Steven Spielberg. Uh, love this movie uh, a lot. So let's talk about it, guys. Yes. So let's move into the segment of the big picture. What are you guys' overall thoughts on one extraterrestrial movie? It was good. And uh, I really liked how they didn't... Um, like, still looking at the full, like, overview. Like, they didn't try and, like, bog us down with, like, too many characters. Like, they give uh-huh. us, they give us, like, three or four characters that we followed, mostly Elliot. And we basically mm-hmm. just got to watch the arc of Elliot as he's, like, as he meets E.T. Mm-hmm. And then uh, all of this. 
And I also enjoyed how there weren't really explanations for any of the weird things that happened. They just happened. <laughs> yeah. And it was... That's true. And it was... And they were just amazed that it happens. And then they didn't really try and question it or say, look, he did this. Or, like, try and manipulate it. It just happened. Yeah, I mean, I think he's relying heavily on the fact that, hey, it's an alien. I can just make him do cool things. But then I think also other things that they don't explain... The guy who is they think is the bad guy, but isn't like not. I mean, he's kind of a bad guy, I guess. The guy they never explain whether he's the bad guy or not. Yeah, like, they never. Go he's into just it kind of the. He's just kind of the guy. <laughs> just yeah, kind totally of the works. guy. It, it's still you accept that it totally plays. I say, what about you? Um, I don't know. I liked the movie. I thought it was a good storyline and entertaining. Like I said before, it's not like my favorite movie, but I probably will watch it again sometime. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things against this movie, it's rated PG, but it has, it leans closer to PG-13, honestly, in its language. And this is really before, I think it was before PG-13, probably. And what's funny is, yeah, Steven Spielberg actually created the PG-13 rating for basically Indiana Jones. I think it was, yeah, his first Indiana Jones movie, I think it's rated PG, and the ratings board barely gave it a pass. And then when he made the next one, I think Temple of Doom, they were like, "Yeah, no, we're we're making a new rating just for Indiana Jones." <laughs> and since then, yeah. there's been a PG-13, which is a good but thing. But they made probably. Jaws PG. I mean, I haven't seen it, they, but it's yeah, like Jaws a shark PG. attacking. It's people, PG. So, yeah. So. The, the the entire conceit is yeah, this this shark eats people and it's bloody, and I'm sure there's language and stuff. Yeah, probably. I've heard it's good though. Yeah, I have too. I haven't I'll seen just, it. But. Haven't been able to work up the courage, you know. <laughs> no, nah, I just prefer watching Marvel. Oh, Isaiah, there's so many better things out there. Uh, but was wow. it? Oh yes, all, okay. on the way to my church beach camp last year, everybody was chanting that to watch Jaws because it's rated PG. We were only allowed to watch PG movies, but right. sadly it didn't happen. Ha. Huh. Yeah. But anyway, ET. Um, uh, I love this movie, guys. I think it's great. It's one of my favorite movies, probably. Um, I I love everything about it. I think that movie just comes alive with some Spielberg magic. John Williams has a great score. This kid does an incredible job acting, and it's just overall mm-hmm. a stellar movie. I guess my question to you is... Stellar. Yeah. This, I'm saying that a lot now, and people are making fun of me. I don't know why. What? I think that's a great word. You just don't normally hear it. Yeah, I mean, besides Interstellar, I guess. Okay, really? Yeah. Wow. Anyway, we're not talking about yeah. Interstellar. We're talking about E.T. Great movie, though. Um, like, Tanner re- well, like Tanner referenced <laughs> earlier in the podcast, E.T. has a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody loves this movie. Nobody you talk to hates this movie at all. My question to you is, what makes this movie work so well? Why do so? Why is this enchanted the entire world? Why does everybody love this movie so much? I will pause clear. you real fast. It is still a 7.9 on IMDb. So, yeah. That is yeah. As far as things go, that's a little bit interesting to have a 99% run tomatoes mm-hmm. and a 7.9 IMDb. Usually those two follow each other relatively close. Mhm. Anyway, the question still stands. I think that the, um, uh, like, I think it's just the fact that, like, it's not very complex, and uh, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, 
It's easy to follow. It's entertaining. The plot is complex enough to keep you interested, but not so complex like Interstellar, Inception, or Tenet that you're like, what the heck just happened? Those are very extreme examples, but the... I think that he just does a really good job portraying like how something could be and then uh, um, not trying to explain um, why it could be just that it can. It just is, you know? Yes. You know, one thing that I was thinking of when I was watching it was this reminds me of a live action Pixar movie. In the sense of, here's what all Pixar movies have. Number one, they have a message that is for both kids and adults, a movie that can be enjoyed by both kids and adults, and it always has some, like, really, or the good Pixar movies always have some really insightful truth into life, and they'll have fairly, they could, some of them have complex worlds, but they'll have simple plots, and I think E.T. is similar to that in it just follows these two characters, and at the end, it's the big goodbye. I've come to love this thing, and now I have to say goodbye. But saying goodbye is a part of life, and I have to move on. That's something that would be in a, a Pixar movie, honestly. And yeah. I think that the same things that are true that make Pixar great makes this movie great. That it just does that. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely. Cooper's thoughts okay. up. Good. I was just going to sum Cooper's thoughts up so that we could put this in a post. Cooper equates um, uh, E.T. to a Pixar movie in almost every way. You know, I honestly equate anything that's good to Pixar. (laughs) Even Turning Red? Maybe. Wow. No comment. Okay, so back to the what makes it good. Sorry. So I agree with everything that uh, both you guys said. Um. I just think I'm going to add, or not just think, I'll just add one more thing to it to why people might like it or maybe a little bit more than that, whatever, is just like you guys said, it's an easy storyline to follow, but it's also a lighthearted movie, like where it's just fun and yeah. like you could it's just have fun yeah. watching it and it's not like you actually have to, I don't know, it's not like some other deeper thing or whatever, it's just a lighthearted fun movie. Whatever. Yeah, and even that's something that I'll compare it again to Pixar. Pixar does really well. To where even in Wally, where it's literally the end of the world, it's the most lighthearted movie, right? And even in Finding Nemo, where he's trying to find his son halfway across the ocean, you could easily see a version of that where it's kind of darker, it's very lighthearted. They nail the emotional weight, yet lighthearted and funness. I totally agree with that. And I think Spielberg also is a master of doing that. Um, I remember watching Jurassic Park a couple months ago, and it's... Even compared to Jurassic World, which is a direct sequel from it, it's totally different. Number one, it's ex- it's so weird. It's extremely conservative in terms of like family values. But one of the things it does well is it's lighthearted. Even though the whole plot is, yeah, we're running from dinosaurs in a park and they're trying to kill us. It's just lighthearted and fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think you're definitely right. This definitely would adds a lot of value to this movie. Yeah. Did you guys see the new? Jurassic World, sorry, totally different topic, is going to bring the back trailer. the characters from the Jurassic Park. Here's the thing. I feel like it's totally cheap. They totally realized that the last Jurassic World movie lost entirely, like, everybody. It was Finish. so forgettable, so bad, and they're like, they they honestly, it reminds me so much of Rise of Skywalker. Like, the only way we can save this is by pandering to the fans in the absolute worst way. 
and I'll watch it, but I'm not excited, I guess. Yeah. Tanner, do you have something to add? Sorry. No, not really. <laughs> okay. You guys on. summed it up pretty cool. nicely. Cool. Cool. I think that this may be one of John Williams' best scores. I know everybody can say that about any one of his movies, but <laughs> I love this score. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty good. And it, yeah, it gets the movie very well. Mm-hmm. It's iconic too. Like, it's very recognizable. Oh yeah. Like, here's the thing. I I have like, let me let me think. Yeah, I have three kind of rules that I I apply when I think a score is great. Number one, it has to be memorable. And so John Williams has no problems with that in this movie and any other movie at all. Very recognizable, very memorable. Number two, it has to convey a lot of meaning and have a lot of depth. And John Williams is, again, the best at this, and especially in this movie as well. And then lastly, it has to fit the movie or character or motif that it's representing. And I think that it nails it perfectly. It Mm -hmm. nails E.T., it nails... Um, and nails the kid. What's his name? Gosh, why did I forget? Elliot. Elliot. God, how could I forget that, man? <laughs> the most unforgettable kid name. A- anyway, in cinema. Um. Anyway, it fits the movie perfectly. It's awesome. It's very memorable and it's very deep at the same time. So, mm-hmm. I get five stars out of five to this score. Um. Okay. One more thing to talk about uh, in terms of what makes this movie really great. I think that Steven Spielberg has a just magic about him like he every anything in in his good movies in his good movies he's just magic and it's perfect and one of the ways he does this is just by mood and atmosphere when watching this movie you're just sucked into it's just the world of california basically and it's a mood and you can feel when elliot and the openings one of the opening scenes goes out to get the pizza and the crickets are chirping and you can just be there and feel the atmosphere and anytime we're in the in the woods or even in their neighborhood he just perfectly captures the atmosphere of the time period and the place for sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah another thing that i loved about um, spielberg in this movie i guess i'm saying this a lot but i love how like he kind of encourages you to forget some of the things that he shows you like he shows you uh, um uh, I don't know. I'm trying to come up with something. But, like, he shows you uh, some of these characters and like at the at the school and then gives you this whole, like, um, a time when, like, the emotions are connected between um, uh, E.T. and Elliot when he's drunk. And then he kind of just encourages you to forget everything that happens in there. And then you don't kind of go down this rabbit trail of, like, how does, like, what is the effect of having E.T., and Elliot, like, what, like, what's happening there with E.T. and Elliot, and how is this affecting Elliot's life? And it kind of just swerves immediately back to um, um, E.T. and like how to get E.T. home, because that's kind of the, <laughs> um, plot, really, yeah, that's like the the main plot idea, and it makes it really easy to follow. And I really, I guess that's the thing that I enjoyed most about this movie: how easy it was to follow and how. Like you were just saying, Cooper, how sucked in I get into the um, uh, story because it feels like mm-hmm. I'm there. And he spends more time making me feel there than trying to introduce this complicated plot that I have to follow. Yeah. And I think you said it is pretty cool. You said I think he encouraged you to forget things. And I think that's really a master filmmaker saying, I have so many cool things. I'm so good at this that some of these things that seem important 
number one, you're going to forget, but it's still going to add emotional weight at the very end when E.T. has to leave. But number two, I have so many cool things that it doesn't even matter if you forget them because they're so awesome and fun and cool Mm -hmm. at the same time. Which is kind of what cool idea movies do, like the new Batman movie. It does this. It has so many... This is just a... I like the Batman movie, but it has <laughs> yeah, so many cool things that it just throws away and for you forget about. And good movies do this with dialogue, too. They'll have good lines, but then they'll have those lines that you can just tell it's a movie that they've worked so hard on the script, and they'll have those lines that they just throw away, but they're still really good lines at the same time. You'll find this in more older movies, but for sure in some of the better movies in the now age, for sure. Um, oh, I just want to say, I think everybody on the internet has has said this, but the guy who plays Elliot, solid. Probably, probably the best kid performance I've seen. I don't yeah, know it you was guys, pretty, have you? it was, it was really <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, I definitely thought it was good. I mean, just gets emotion down, he gets, this playing a kid down, he gets relationship well, with he is down, like kid, everything. so... Yeah, we, we, oh yeah, fair enough. But he just nails it. He yeah, nails it. Totally. So anyway. Do you guys cry at the end? No, I didn't. I I don't cry at movies, so I don't cry at movies. I never cry. That's right. I don't know, um, I didn't cry, but I got emotional. I didn't cry. It it was definitely held uh, a lot Tanner more emotion. Ball. Gosh, stop. I have a sty in my eye, so if anybody knows what a sty is, it's really painful. It's like an infection on your eye. It basically Wait, means Tanner's a weakling and he cries when he's Yeah, I was movies. joking. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm just explaining. Like, my eye is in pain, but I can't cry because of it. So, it's oh, just like... So, he wanted to cry and was going to cry, but he physically cannot. Yeah. That must I be can't... so... That's worse than crying. Ouch. Anyways, um, I couldn't, no, I guess I didn't cry, like, it just wasn't, I don't know, it has to be a very, very, very strong um, uh, emotional connection to a character for me to cry, Mm -hmm. and he definitely did um, give a strong emotional connection, but it's not like I've been watching, like, all of Star Wars, and then I've just seen Han Solo die, right, for years. Wow, you, think okay. you you cried then, but not now? No, I didn't cry. Do you know why? Because I was at your birthday when I saw it the first time, Cooper. And do you know what? I went to the bathroom at that moment. Really? <laughs> yes, I <laughs> did. That is <laughs> a horrible scene to miss. It's a podcast for another time. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. I'll have to say. The, there, an example of when I... I didn't actually cry then because I couldn't, but um, like there are... There are only a few movies where, like, I've been moved enough, and so this one definitely yeah. had an emotional connection. He did a great job of making me feel connected to E.T. I'm not denouncing that. I am saying, yeah. though, that it wasn't enough for me personally to be able to cry. Yeah, I'd say three types of movies make me cry. Number one, a really good Pixar movie. Number two, It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, honestly, Preach. last time I watched it, for some reason, I was on the verge of tears the entire movie. Like, I don't know why, what it is. Weak. But. And then E.T. got me close. Like, I didn't cry, but it's good. It's, I mean, it's got an emotional kicker at the end, for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. Listen, I have no I cried when saying that I cry in certain movies. 
I cried when, actually, I do know this. Isaiah will attest to this. I cried when they r- revealed PETA to have Tracker Jacker <laughs> Venom and to hate Katniss. I was so mad. He actually wow. was like on the verge of tears. I, I was actually there. <laughs> that was watching the movie. It was the same with the book. I'm telling you, it was so bad. Anyway. See, look at that. He's almost say, crying now. I love E.T. E.T.'s great. How many um, how many bicycle flights over the moon out of ten do you give it, Isaiah? I'll give it like a good eight and a half. Eight and a half, solid. Tanner, I'm gonna go nine just because it's a great movie, but it's not my personal favorite of all time. So I can't yeah, give g- it like anything above nine. <laughs> yeah, I'll go nine. I might give it a little, maybe a nine point two five or something. Dang, okay. Just trying to go a bit above Tanner here. Quarter. Well, I don't know. I think <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. I don't know. Um. Anyway, I'll just say top ten movies for me for sure. Maybe top five. I love it. I recommend it. Although I think we referenced this earlier. For a PG movie, be warned it does have some, you know, more adult language than you would hope to have in a movie. And one a very funny but inappropriate and soulless world as well. Ha. What? <laughs> what was that? Tanner, what the heck was that? No, no, who was actually laughing at that part? That part was just like, come on. You're right. It, it, the scene is really played more for attention than it is for laughter. Like that insult is really just a product of the tension. This uh, kind of subplot of dad leaving them, right? I guess, yeah. Yeah, which is, mm-hmm. we didn't talk about it, but it adds another emotional level to this movie that's pretty great, I think. So. All right, let's do some donor shoutouts. Tanner, where would someone go if they wanted a donor shoutout? They would go to patreon.com forward slash the screening, and they would donate to any of our $5 or up tiers. That's great. We only have two patrons. I'll give them each to you, and you say whether they're going to be E.T. or Elliot, all right? So, Tanner, you get Mr. Mike and Miss Laura. Isaiah's parents. E.T. Awesome. Isaiah, that leaves your grandparents, Mike and Sylvia. Uh, I guess I'll go with Elliot. Elliot, solid. Alrighty, guys, thanks so much for listening. Really appreciate it. If you'd like to support us, make sure you go to the link that Tanner said. It's in the description below. Always make sure to leave us a five-star rating and review. That's greatly appreciated. And um, we'll see you next time with, I think it's Casablanca, a real classic. We'll see you then. So, uh, Zaya, say the thingy. This has been The Screening.